Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the September issue of the Beef Watch Newsletter titled, Five Key Principles of a Good Risk Management Culture. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Jay Parsons, who's a professor and farm and ranch management specialist at the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today, Jay. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. Well, Jay, this is an article that you wrote back in August and can be found at the Center for Ag Profitability website. And if you want to go find that article, go to cap.unl.edu. And again, the title is Five Key Principles of a Good Risk Management Culture. In this article, you highlight just some things that really can provide a situation where people can think about risk management, have conversation around it. As we think about ag today, and specifically thinking about the beef industry, risk management is a pretty important piece as we think about the production side of things and, and the financial side as well, understanding what risk we have, and then also thinking about ways to carefully mitigate that risk as much as we can and in a reasonable way. Walk through with us some of the principles you talk about and how these can be applied as we think about beef cattle production. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, concept talking about risk in the culture sense, and and it's kind of getting more prevalent in the corporate world. You know, where they might have a risk management department, so to speak, and and there's a big push towards basically building a strong risk management culture there, to where it, you know, propagates throughout throughout the business, and and certainly with the risks that we have in agriculture and beef production, and and uh, you know markets and weather and so on, it, it definitely applies applies in ag, and so. What I laid out is just uh, kind of a, you know, how these things come together. You hear a speaker here and a speaker there, and you have some materials of your own you thought of. And uh, one day I just started writing down what I thought the principles would be and come up with these five. And uh, not necessarily in any particular order. It's just kind of the order that came to me to write down. But but the first one is the ability to anticipate decisions. And that sounds like, a, you know, dream world, right? I know what I'm going to be deciding all the time. But but it's really more building an awareness and, and thinking in terms of, of length decisions and, and um, you know, maybe conditions have changed, uh, you know, like how droughts come on and pasture conditions change. And you start to think ahead and say, you know, in another month or two, I'm going to need to be I might need to be making a decision on whether to pull the cattle in off the off the range or whatever. Um, well, that's that's anticipating decisions and being proactive and maybe creating some alternatives of what to do there. So that that one is uh, tied then, of course, closely with uh, having the second one, which is basically having the, the resources available and the capacity to respond. You know, so you're building in those alternatives. Um, you're uh, basically having the resources you can turn to and, and whatnot. And then another piece of that aspect that I always talk about is just the human capacity. And that's, you know, as a manager of an operation, a lot of times you think you're the decision maker and you're having to do all this. But but your uh, employees and your family members that are working with you on the operation are tremendous resources and help build your capacity and that awareness of what's what's going on out there in the operation itself and uh, and how those conditions have changed. And and then uh, and then I talk about the free flow of information into and throughout the organization. And that's along those lines, you know, as you have those people built in and being aware, they need to be talking among themselves and uh, and feeding information to you. If somebody goes to a meeting or here's, uh, you know, anticipation of, of something that might be coming up and they let you know and people in the organization know, then you can be prepared for it. It could be as simple as, uh, 
say somebody out farming in a field next to a pasture and noticing a cow that's lame or something and letting people know about it. Those types of things, just the, that information, because a lot of risk management is, is about information, you know, flowing through the organization and uh, uncertainties becoming a little bit more known. And um, anyway, so that's super important there. And then there's got to be a willingness to learn and adapt. You know, you got to use that information, adapt to changing conditions. And then the fifth one was was uh, just to have risk management built into your decision-making processes all the way through. And that, that could be as simple as just not thinking in terms of certainties. You know, we tend to, when we pencil things out, we write down a number usually for things, but almost all of those numbers have some uncertainty around it. So it's more a matter of saying, I, I wrote down this number, say it's a price or a, a weaning weight or whatever. And you say, okay, there is some uncertainty around this. What's the range of that uncertainty? What are the things that might affect that uncertainty? And sometimes uh, some things will come to mind that will help you control that distribution of, of uncertainty that, that you see there with that input. So, so those are the five things I came up with. And, and I think there's a lot of applications in ag. And, and uh, what I like is it really generates good conversations about, hey, how, how can I uh, build my resilience into my operation a little bit uh, more prominently and be prepared for some of these uncertainties? When we think about ag, obviously there's risk. I mean, that's just inherent in the business we're part of. And when we think about cattle production, we think about specifically cow-calf production, you know, quite a bit of variation can occur. Things that are outside of our control, markets, weather, uh, input costs. As you think about producers and you think about risk, how do you balance this whole risk-reward relationship? I guess, you know, we, we talk about often with greater risk, there's greater reward. Uh, but then how do we think about, you know, sometimes minimizing risk to where we, we've taken the reward out of it? How do you think about that as you think about risk management with cow-calf production or, or beef production? Yeah, well, you can think about it in a number of different ways. Of course, with risk, a lot of times we focused on markets, you know, and, and uh, you can certainly minimize risk by locking in your prices. But then, of course, when, when prices move up, you don't get that reward. So that's an obvious one there. Um, but there's a lot of other areas, you know, when you're managing your pasture and determining that stocking rate, you're monitoring the pasture conditions, you're moving cattle through there, and the, I hesitate to say the intensity of management, but basically the amount of focus that you put on that and exploring alternatives and, and uh, engaging in uh, different decision points and, and how you might recognize that the conditions have changed and now I got to go to plan B and plan B sits over here and I've already you know, set that up, whether it's a, uh, you know, a, a stored feed source where you're supplementing or, or maybe an annual forage you're moving to or some, or something else like that. So anytime that you want to really push the resources to make more money, you're taking on more risk. And those things go hand in hand with, you know, with the decision-making that you make so that all out bent to, Hey, I want to make this certain, I want to take the risk away. You, you tend to give up a lot on the reward side. So that trade-off never goes away, right? That, that trade-off is always there in all of these decisions. And so talking about it and thinking about it and working through some numbers is really valuable for any manager in any business and certainly in agriculture. Jay, anything else on this topic you think would be good to bring perspective as we think about this risk-reward relationship and creating a culture or having a culture around your management that understands and just gives some thought to risk management? The big take-home message, I would say, with you know these five uh, key principles and thinking of it as a culture is, as a manager of an operation, not to take it on yourself. Don't think that it's all up to you to run the numbers and see what works and do the analysis. 
because there's a ton of things you can do within your operation just by building good communication, good awareness of things that can change and things that matter that, it, that are going to impact you. We mentioned pasture conditions, health conditions of your cattle, lots of different things come to mind that if you just build that culture within your operation, that people realize that, hey, something's changed here and it does matter. And we need to make everybody aware of it, possibly making a decision or anticipating a future decision down the, down the road. It can really help uh, build resilience within your operation. So as you think about building a culture, Jay, what I'm hearing you saying is that team may be people outside of your operation. It may be uh, your veterinarian. It could be your banker. It may be uh, uh, someone you're working with, a broker who helps you with uh, inputs or or maybe pricing or marketing of some livestock. It, it may not just be people directly within your operation. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. And so you think about it, you know, you know, in the medical world or whatever, there's a lot of times you talk about getting a second opinion and, you know, you may only have one veterinarian to work with, but you, and you get their opinion, but you also have, you know, online resources or trade resources and you have your neighbor and you have other people who've been through similar situations to talk to. And then even within your operation, you may have some hired help or some family members that also have a network that you maybe don't interact with. And between you, you can get, uh, you know, some pretty good expertise pulled in on some of these decisions. As long as you're open to it, you got to build the awareness and be open to that communication and really just make it a part of your culture that that you're not just going to take things as a given or go ask one person for advice and be done with it. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Jay. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. This is a great topic, and I'm always happy to discuss it. Well, again, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you can visit the beef.unl.edu website. Uh, This article was in the September issue of the Beef Watch newsletter. Also, it was published at the Center for Ag Profitability. And again, the title of the article, Five Key Principles of a Good Risk Management Culture.